This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Let's join Craig Earlham. We'll talk about Hong Kong and the markets in due course. But first of all, let's apply ourselves, can we, to this new recovery budget, which has been announced yesterday and actually quite complicated. The 750 billion euro is actually part of a much bigger seven year budget, isn't it? But within all this, there's a lot of discussion, particularly from A, Germany and France as a grouping, then the Frugal Four, which includes Austria, Netherlands, Denmark and Sweden. And then the other maybe more recipient states as to how much of this is loans and how much of this is grants. It looks like an incredibly difficult thing to actually negotiate. And why not? Because it's an incredibly difficult scheme. What's you making of it to start with? We have to remember that this will be effectively the first time that the European Commission has borrowed on the markets on this scale in order to uh, enact measures such as this. So it's always going to be up for debate. And as you say, the frugal four, which previously actually included Germany, but Germany seems to be now more open uh, to actual direct transfers um, as grants rather than loans to those mo- uh, hardest hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the moment it's 500 billion that will be uh, as grants, 250 billion as loans. I issue, I imagine this is the part that's going to be up for negotiation with the frugal four, uh, and maybe this is the part of the uh, of the actual overall budget that could be amended to get so everyone just, on board. Okay, let's just, let's let's just get that clear. So what you think it is? It, you think it's 500 billion of the of the initial 750 billion euro in terms of grants, and then 250 billion in terms of loans. So it's loaded in terms of grants to start with. So that's what's been proposed to begin with, but I imagine this is the part that's going to be up for debate uh, Mm. between the countries because ultimately all 27 members have to sign this off. So they need to get the four uh, members uh, on board, the four members of the Frugal Four on board. So I imagine this will be the part that's up for debate, but this is an enormous step forward. Like say, this is the European Commission borrowing vast sums of money, which is backed by a collective uh, 27 member states. This is uh, effectively direct transfers. So this this, this this is a major step if this can get over the line. I still obviously think this is extremely slow and cumbersome and that this is going to take months to get over the line and that the response is still going to be uh, slower than it needs to be uh, and slower than the kind of responses that we've seen elsewhere which have been more effective. Um, But the problem is that this is something that I think they ultimately have to do because at the moment we are going through a period in which Populism in uh, across Europe has been growing almost year by year, and states such as Italy, countries such as Italy, where we have seen the the rise of these kind of anti-EU hostile parties towards Brussels, um, they, they, if they if they don't feel like the EU has their back at this point, and they feel betrayed, and they feel like they've been left in the lurch, and uh, in a crisis that was not of their own making, which has nothing to do with uh, how they run things, uh, and therefore does not uh, is not impacted in a way by how how any how they've acted before for example then I, I do believe that the likes of Matteo Salvini will take full advantage of this uh, and try and pursue the goals that they have achieved in the past. Uh, and if, like I say, if, if the public do feel betrayed, then this could be far more catastrophic uh, for the European project uh, than anything they've done before. So they need to be very careful with uh, how they do this and how much opposition that we do see from those who don't want to see a large proportion of this offered as grants. 
Let's turn our attention, if we may, to Hong Kong. And the US is now saying it does not recognize Hong Kong as an autonomous region. Now, let me just chuck something into the discussion here that I read a couple of days ago that actually Hong Kong will be even more important to China if there were to be a disengagement, further disengagement between the United States and China, um, because Shanghai is not ready to take over as a world stock exchange or a global stock exchange in the same way that Hong Kong X is operating at the moment. Do you buy that side of the argument? In other words, there is a lot of leverage as far as Hong Kong is concerned, and Hong Kong is not necessarily going to disappear if the United States walks away. Well, it's going to be very difficult, and it ultimately it is going to depend as well on whether other countries follow suit or whether this is going to be a fully unilateral action uh, by the United States. Uh, obviously, there's there's a number of privileges that Hong Kong enjoys as a result of this uh, kind of special relationship which it holds, uh, and it is seen as the gateway to China for many countries. So if you remove that special status, then it does complicate matters greatly. And yes, Beijing may not actually be positioned um, at this moment in time in order to 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 uh, make up for that uh, the, the loss that would come with this uh, status the loss of this status we also have to remember that this is not just a case of it has a special status or it has no special status what actions the u.s takes will be extremely pivotal here whether they just revert all parts of our relationship and effectively align it with beijing or whether they just take away certain okay. parts of it and effectively just remove some of the special status in order to try and send a message to china we still don't know at this point exactly what it is that they're going to do indeed the markets are now seizing on anything to become optimistic. Does this movement get a life of its own, I suppose, is the question most investors are asking right now, isn't it? Yeah, it does feel at times that it kind of becomes self-fulfilling that if people are seeing the markets moving higher, even if there's no clear rationale for it, people will therefore buy as a result. And we've seen it before with the buy the dip mentality. It seems that at times anything is a positive news story, no matter what it is, if you can twist it positively. For example, mm. if you see a bad jobs report in the US, you can say, well, the Fed may cut interest rates or the Fed may do more QE, so therefore it's good for the markets. So you do tend to see this mentality start to filter through. It was interesting that for the most of May, we actually saw the stock market rally uh, pause. Uh, we saw it stall and we kind of saw it going to consolidation. We didn't see it pull back too much, though, which was quite interesting. And now we've started moving higher. We've seen the FTSE move through 6,000. We've seen the S&P move through, uh, through 3,000, the Dow through 25,000. And it does seem that now momentum has just suddenly picked up to the upside. I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that we are seeing economies reopen ultimately. That is a positive as far as the markets are concerned. Look at here in the UK, we're seeing shops reopen in the middle of next month, the non-compulsory shops. We are seeing restrictions being eased ever so gradually in the early stages, but that's going to pick up as well. And also there's a lot more talk of uh, the vaccines, um, various vaccines, which are now going to uh, trial stages, human trials. Uh, the most recent one this week was, I think, Novavax. Um, obviously, there's no guarantee that these will actually bear fruit, but the more of these that go to trial, the more chances there are that some of them will work or at least yeah. one of them will work and can go to mass production and this is needed the, for the economy the, to start booming again. I can see there are those various little spring-like signs and so on but at the same time you know a lot of shops are going to say well is it actually worthwhile as opening with the so few customers number one. Number two things like transport and so on are going to be incredibly difficult particularly the railway services they are not their business models are not about ferrying large bits of fresh air around are they they're about carrying people and pretty crowded people as well. That is not going to go away. I'm just wondering about the, the, the real future right now, not in terms of the shape of life, but whether these businesses will be viable anymore, for example, or maybe just yeah, fewer absolutely. trades, I don't know. 
No, no, I think I think you're completely right. Um, and I think one of the things that always there's, there's two things which really do create these dislocations in the markets between the reality that we're seeing now and what investors are seeing. One of them is undoubtedly the amount of monetary stimulus that we're getting from central banks right now. We've got unprecedented amounts of bond buying from central banks around the world, the Fed into trillions of dollars, uh, hundreds of billions of pounds in here in the UK and hundreds and hundreds of billions of euros, uh, trillions of euros uh, in, in Europe, and it goes beyond into Japan, etc. So that is obviously going to inflate these markets when you've got this, this, this slew of cash flowing around. The other thing as well is that we look at the situation now and we kind of look six months ahead. We try to envisage, and it's extremely hard to look a month ahead at the moment but we try to envisage where we think the uk may be in six months and i think most people agree i think it's going to be a year before life gets back to whatever the new normal is going to be because we'll need a cure and a vaccine for people to get on these crowded tubes again for example and to go into these crowded cinemas crowded restaurants etc craig Ellen, thank you very much indeed this is a business breakfast with oanda on jazz fm online trading currency data money transfers 